Now, did you have to sit out a year? I did. I did redshirt a year. That was probably the hardest year of my life, not being able to play, not being able to contribute. Um, so that year was tough. You sat out for a whole year and you talked about weight room, scout, mm -hmm. watching film, like being able to see things. Like, I think that that's the same thing for kids that get hurt. I got bad hips, so my mm -hmm. hips was like, because mm. hip surgery was in the equation, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm 25. Hip surgery yeah. at 25 nah, is crazy. Fact. Did you know that I have two books? One called The Little Girl Big Dreams. It's about an ambitious little girl who overcomes every no to say yes to a dream. The other is called Changing Lanes. It's about, it teaches you about the things that you learn from sport and how it translates to life after sport. Be sure to check these out at itsjustdifferentpod.com. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to the It's Just Different Podcast, where we bring on people who have been where you are trying to go and or have helped countless athletes get there. Today, we got another special guest, and I'm going to be honest, y'all. I really feel like we are about to be laughing this whole time. Like, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. But from San Antonio, one of San Antonio's greats, um, have played in the Big 12, have played in the SEC, went to TCU, went to Arkansas. From there, played overseas, and then had to take it back on to the hometown. Went back to San Antonio. Is currently coaching with one of the top, uh, not Adidas. I was about to say Adidas. They are now Under Armour, uh, Under Armour program, SA Finance, and currently the assistant coach at Judson High School. Amber, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. I know we. Uh, I reached out. Uh, I think when I first started the podcast, trying to get you on, and mm. we weren't able to connect. Uh, got to see you at the beautiful classic. By the way, that was a really, really good tournament put on by Vicky mm -hmm. Benson. Um, how did y'all do? How did y'all do? We went good. We finished three and two. Um, lost two games to two good teams. Um, could have won. We just got learn. We learned a lot, but overall, good tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to got to meet you there. Finally, got to put a face to a name and. Uh, did a little interview, and from there I was like, <laughs> from there I was like, yeah, she gotta come on a podcast. She gotta come on a podcast for um, sure. So yeah, excited to have you. Definitely excited. Um, I always start this podcast with something that's different. The name of the podcast is it's just different. So mm -hmm. what do you think is different? Um, just in youth basketball, like you've seen it from coaching, from training, and from the AAU side. So like, what do you mm -hmm. think? is different in youth basketball, whether good or bad? I think the biggest difference is social media, honestly, to be completely honest. Like when I was playing growing up, we didn't really have like the big platforms and the the social media outlets that kids have nowadays when the, from the mixtapes to Twitter to Instagram to TikTok. So I think that's probably the biggest difference um, in girls basketball nowadays. Man, can you imagine like playing in high school and you got – the baseline covered in media, like I, I don't know if I can imagine. I would have, I would have went crazy. <laughs> like it's like, man. And then on the flip side, like I'm like, all right, like I guess like from a pressure standpoint, like mm. that's tough. Like knowing, like if you had a bad game, or if you got crossed over or something, like <laughs> you gonna be, you gonna end up on somebody's social media getting like, crossed up for sure. Man, like, I just think about one time, like, I was playing in Duncanville. I think I was a, 
I think I was a sophomore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Ashley Mills, I'll never forget this. She was probably one of the top one of the top kids in Dallas, Texas. We was playing them. She went to Sacramento and Perry. And I was a freshman, by the way, because we was playing fall <laughs> league. I was a freshman. I was excited to be on there. And uh she she gave me a nice, nice little crossover. I never forget. I fell. And I just imagine like that would be all over social media. Hey. <laughs> not, like I'm telling you nowadays, I mean, kids, you know, they always got their phones out, always photographers on the baseline. So that is it's definitely different. Like, dang, like in a good way though. Like I think I, I think no, I like the exposure. Like it, it's just, it's just good for women's basketball. It's good for youth basketball all around. So no, I, agree. I definitely would agree with that. Amber, Amber, Amber. I introduced you a little <laughs> bit, you know, played at yeah. TCU, played at Arkansas. All the good things, but where was Amber? What what does sixth grade, seventh grade Amber look like? When did you even start playing basketball? I started playing when I was four. Okay, so it, it go it goes way back. My dad introduced me to the game, kept me in the gym. Work ethic was crazy. I really didn't. I was always in the gym. That's all I remember. You know, mm-hmm. Sixth grade, middle school about to start. You know, making sure I get ready for that. Um, that's when everything really started. Like I started playing AAU. I got with Ray and SA Finest in the seventh grade. So that's when everything really like officially kicked off for me. When you got with Ray, how how do you even know? How deep was he in his program? Like were you one of the mm. beginning kids or what how deep was he? I wasn't his first class. I want I don't know his first class officially, but I wasn't one of the first first classes that he had mm-hmm. as far as like the twenty sixteen class, but he was pretty deep because you know he had Rasse, he had Tanea Beauclair, he has he has some he has some killers back in the day before I I even you know was introduced to him so yeah. he has some killers. It's definitely like he put out on Twitter the other day. His program is deep. Man, that's crazy. Ray, shout out to you, Ray. Ray, uh, SA Finest out in San Antonio. It's it, the list is long. Who was in that 2016 yeah. class with you? Me, Chelsea Dungy, Amber Vidal. Uh, Bailey Quisenberry. You put me on the spot right now because I know Lexi Rich was in that class. That's crazy. But it's crazy because like it's all free school. Like he puts people in school, so like um, thankful, definitely thankful for Ray Caldwell and SA Finest for sure. Yeah. Again, shout out to Ray. Um, When you went to SA Finest, did you play with them throughout? throughout once I got with Ray that was that was the last stop (laughs) I love it I love it and you know like you don't see that too often like at the end of the day one of my biggest pet peeves is and parents players don't come for me please don't come (laughs) for me like one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing kids switch from team to team to team like no it's crazy nowadays like Kids always, they, even like with the high school thing, and like it's, it gets real bad at AAU. Like they'll just go from the team hopping one tournament day with this team, another tournament day with another team. It's crazy. Listen, not even a season, one tournament. And I get it. Like I'm a firm believer, like fit is important. You have right. to find the right fit. And you're going to, if you're not in the right fit, yes, you're going to go to the next team. But the For thing sure. that really gets me is like kids that are in the right fit. But Switching teams for 
whatever reason, they mad or they didn't get enough playing time or the coach is too hard. Like all this right. crazy stuff. And you, it's crazy. you where you need to be or the one that kills me, I need to go play with this program to get bigger offers. See, <laughs> it's crazy because like a lot of it comes down to fit and it, it, it talks about that in the college level of fit and you got to choose the right school and it's not sometimes it's not about the big name and it's not about the the top school that's recruiting you you got to go regardless of the the level it is you got to go what fits you the best and where you're gonna make the biggest impact I feel yes. like that's always the biggest thing for me right now and that I've learned over the years yes that's a fact that's from the AAU from the college like fit is important um but mm -hmm. sounds like you found the right fit it was SA finance you found 100%. the right fit when did you get your first offer it's crazy because I got with Ray in like seventh grade and that was my first offer. I got my first offer in seventh grade from UTSA. It was the coolest thing ever though because like in a middle school game, you know, a lot of kids don't really play basketball like that. And having uh, UTSA, one of UTSA's coaches come in and sit on my middle school game, I, it was definitely surreal. Like I'm like, dang, it's crazy. First offer, seventh grade. Yes. And when did you, uh, when did you commit? Did you wait until your junior year? Or I guess your senior year, did you wait? Yeah, I waited till my last year to commit or like my last, when it's, I guess it's time for kids to commit. Yeah. And that was where? To TCU. I committed TCU. originally to TCU. Okay, so we went to the Big 12. Big 12, why mm -hmm. did you choose TCU? Um, at the time, I thought it was the best fit. It was close to home. Um, Love the atmosphere. Fort Worth is a great place to be at. Um, the school felt right for me, and things just, just didn't work out over the, the two years that I was there. I felt like I needed something new, um, a new atmosphere, and that's the, like a big reason why I chose Arkansas, because of how Coach Neighbors was, because he recruited me coming out of high school at, while he was at Washington, uh -huh. and just being able to reconnect with him was definitely a, a great feeling. I mean, he I feel like he gave me a second chance with basketball as far as, like, the family atmosphere, getting to play who I like, I like I'm supposed to play, just bringing back the old Amber. So it felt really good. Yeah, got it. Okay, so you was at TCU, ended up leaving, mm -hmm. going to Arkansas. Did you? Sounds like you had a little bit of the transfer portal. How was that? <laughs> um, it was it was hard at first because like saying that you're leaving the school was definitely hard, and being there for two years, you do build relationships relationships with people. So just going through the whole portal as far as being recruited again, because in high school being recruited is, is fun. It could be overwhelming at times, but having all these people saying they love your game and just going through that process again, I kind of knew at the time where I wanted to go um, as far as being able to reconnect with Coach Neighbors. I loved his style of play. Um, he lets his players go and be them. So that's – I was waiting – not waiting for it, but waiting for it because that's a school that I really had my eyes set on. Um, and once that call came, I went on my visit and committed. Got it. Now, did you have to sit out a year? I did. I did redshirt a year. That was probably the hardest year of my life, not being able to play, not being able to contribute. Um, so that year was tough. Listen, just imagine now, like, people transfer and they play right away. Right away. Right away. I'm like, but – I'm kind of glad I did sit out though, because I did, I did learn so much in that. I year. was actually gonna say um, that, like, yeah. what did you learn from like sitting out, being able to sit a full year? What were some of the things you learned? 
Um, I think that's when I really took advantage of the weight room, took advantage of getting in shape, um, and especially just staying in the gym. Like Coach Neighbors, how he does his program is if you red shirt or if you um, aren't playing as much, you'll get to be on like a scout team. Mm-hmm. Or like, a, and he'll have like game after the game. So players who didn't get a lot of minutes and players who sat out or are in that year that they aren't playing, he'll have a full game against the scout boys. So it was really cool being able to just be free again. I had that whole year under my belt to just become me again. So I felt like that was really beneficial being able to learn so much, like just watching the game and seeing different things and where I could be successful in the SEC because it's definitely a different conference. So just being able to see all that was definitely helpful for me. Yeah, and you just said something that was really like a whole bar. Like, you set out for a whole year, and you talked about weight room, like, scout, watching film, like, being able to see things. Like, I think that that's the same thing for kids that get hurt, right? Right. Like, kids get injured, and they think that they don't do anything anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. if you hurt your ankle, sit in a chair and shoot. Like, watch film, do these different things. So, like, I think that that's important for kids and parents to know. Like, you're talking about being able to sit out um, due to the transfer portal, but it's the same Mm -hmm. thing, like, for kids that are injured. Still being able to work. Like, that's the time to work on other things outside of actually playing the game. No, I agree with you. I think the great ones take advantage of those times as far as, like, using it as a lesson. Um, Everything happens for a reason, so – you got to take advantage of those little bit, the little times that you have to, to really grow and really learn things about yourself and about others as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Now going back to Arkansas, how was your season? Like, what was your season like at Arkansas? I played three seasons, four mm-hmm. seasons at Arkansas. So they were great. <laughs> Probably some of my best basketball that I've played in my career actually so I think it was definitely a blessing um I think we we got we had some battles we had some upsets we definitely could have made a deeper run I feel like but things happened like I said things happened for a reason and it was just wasn't in the cards for us to to make those deep runs yeah that sounds like you had a a good enough uh season tenure at uh, Arkansas to be able to go Mm -hmm. play overseas right then you play overseas yeah I played overseas, yeah, right after Arkansas, I went overseas to Mexico, played in Mexico for a summer, and my body was like, all right, it's time. It's it's time. Listen, so that, you got to listen hey, to the body. <laughs> if you don't, I'm telling you, nowadays, like with the ice baths and the, the recovery boots and all the extra stuff, definitely wish I would have known that sooner because I would have <laughs> been in the ice bath every day, every day. So you wouldn't like, get in the ice bath. I wasn't one of them kids. <laughs> Don't be completely honest. I was not one of them kids to get an ice bath. Nah. You skipping the ice bath. <laughs> 100%. Now, my now my last year, so I, got, I used my COVID year, so I played six seasons. My very last year is really when I took advantage of the training room. The really very took advantage last of stretching. year. Very last year. And obviously, it was too late at that time, so it's kind of like my body is like, it's kind of too late now, so. It is what it is. Body broke down. <laughs> broke. Broke. It was just broke. I'm like, dang. Too late so, now. So you only played a season in Mexico and you was just like, nah, I'm done. I wouldn't say like, nah, I'm done like that, but I got bad hips. So my mm-hmm. hips was like, mm, it's, it's time. It's time to 
because hip surgery was in the equation and i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm 25 hip yeah. surgery at 25 no, that's a fact. crazy yeah so i'm like i'm good i'm good yeah so once you finish went back to the hometown um and then mm. got into the aau world huh yeah definitely a, a step i took with coach ray and getting back into i coached a couple seasons like during my like summer's homes kind of that i got with arkansas so it's cool but then really last year last season is when i really stepped into a full time and you know i love it it's fun yeah yeah i think it's so dope like being able to have players uh come back and coach in a program i have a program mm -hmm. and that's something that i like aspire to have like some of the kids to be able to come give back you know and be able to coach right. in a program so i think that's dope um you just said that you love aau that is something mm -hmm. that i don't hear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it like what what do you let's enjoy about the aau it. part I just feel like the whole thing of like seeing like you going to all these big big events, big tournaments, and you just getting to see different basketball. I love the game of basketball, so it's being able to see kids from like different states and even sometimes different countries just coming together in a, in one gym and just being able to watch them, you know, and being able to see them their talents like just on full stage in front of all these college coaches, best of the best going against each other and nobody backing down. Like that's what it's all about. Like you seeing the best of the best going at it. And like I've had the opportunity over this past summer is watching some of the best kids in the country compete. I mean, they get after it. Like watching them, even watching like how they warm up, how they sit on the sideline, what they do pregame. Like watching all of that is is definitely cool because I was in their shoes. So it's definitely cool, like just giving back and spreading my knowledge. Like kids ask me questions, I'm answering all the questions. I'm never turning down the opportunity to talk to someone about the game or about the recruiting process about all of that because I've been in their shoes before. Yeah. Parents, players, did you hear that? She just said watching kids <laughs> warm up, watching how they are on the sidelines, how they sitting in, at, on the bench. Like that has nothing to do with putting the ball in a hoop. And the crazy part is those are the things that these college coaches are looking at. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like how you like, talk matters. To... No, a hundred percent. Like if you want, how you warm up is how you're going to play. If you want slow and do the motions during the warm up, your first couple possessions, you're not going to be ready. So the college coaches might be there for your first couple possessions. They're like, oh, nope, not today. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at all that. College coaches look at the little stuff. They know, most of the time, they know that you can put the ball in the basket. They know you could get 20, like 12 rebounds a game. They know you could pass the ball. But are you high fiving your teammates? Are you getting mad when you don't get the ball? So it's like little things like that that college coaches are definitely looking at. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now you're coaching AAU fairly young, right? Like how how have you been able to gain the respect of your players um, as well as still be relatable to them? Right. I think the biggest thing is like them knowing what I've accomplished in my, in my career. I feel like that's huge. And me going through SA Finest and me being so successful – in my basketball career, them looking at that, some of them look up to me, you know, and me just coming back in the gym and spreading my knowledge and giving them advice, whether it be good or bad. Like I went through the transfer portal, like it's okay. So in your, and I was still successful. So I think just having that background and having that, that in me to like give back to my, give back to the city is the biggest thing. I'm giving yeah. back to the city 
And to gain the respect, I just, I try to be as relatable as possible to them. Like I said, Mm -hmm. because I've been in their shoes. Like I know when games aren't going to be the greatest. I know when you have a bad shooting night. I've been there. So just saying like, it's okay. You just got to keep shooting if you're a student. If you play defense, you got to go play defense. Like it's just little things that I could try to piece in them every game. Like, all right, if you're not having a good shooting night, do something else. Yeah. Or just different, like little things like that is how I try to like, they respect that for me. Whether it's them like sugarcoating everything. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. For sure. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, how do you, um, or not how, what would you say is the hardest part of coaching AAU? Mm. I don't really, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of aspects that go into it. Um, A lot of things that go into different tournaments and different teams that we play. So everybody has to know their role. I think Mm -hmm. that'll probably be the biggest thing is kids knowing their role. Yeah. Once everybody figures out their role, which takes a couple couple games and maybe a tournament or a couple tournaments once everybody figures out their role it's a lot easier it makes Mm -hmm. the coach's job a lot easier but if you have a lot of egos on one team it definitely gets a little bit harder as far as controlling those egos yeah for sure now how would you say like you as their coach how do you help because that is something that I just see a lot where Kids might want to find their role and understand like mm-hmm. what their role is, but they don't know. Like they're trying right. to figure it out. How do you help them find their role? I think the biggest thing is like breaking it down to them, like really sitting down and really talking to them and like, hey, what do you do good? Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the biggest thing, and it's okay to just be a shooter. You know, it's okay Ooh, to just be. Oh, a- I gotta stop you know? right there. <laughs> I have to listen. Did y'all hear that? It is okay to just be a shooter. Amber, you don't know how many times I hear like, oh, I want to do more. I want to do more. It is okay to just be a shooter. That's why I I got my role at Arkansas. If you really go back and watch the film, when I was playing with Chelsea Dungey, Alexis Tofrey, Michaela Daniels, my role was to sit in the corner and be ready to shoot. That was my role. Like, you can make a living off of that. But kids nowadays, they want to be the point guard, be the shooter, be the – you know what I'm saying? But you have to figure out your role. And just sitting down and talking to them and being like, hey, I need you to make shots. I need you to get – and telling each player what they do good – like, what they're good in and really perfecting that. You perfect one skill and be good at the others. Yeah. If you're a great shooter – I just feel like that's the biggest thing. Like, you perfect one thing and just be good at the other things. Be set. Man, perfect one thing and be good at the other things. Whether that's shooting, be the best shooter. If you are a defender, be Be the the best best defender. defender. Now, if you go get a bucket or two, cool. We'll live with it. But that's not what we want you to do. We want you to defend, to to defend the Mm -hmm. other team's best player. That's your role. Day in, day out. You got to be ready to do it. Like, that's crazy. Y'all have a kid um, on my 2025. Shout out to Devin. Devin came to us like nervous, not really understanding, mm-hmm. trying to get a feel for the game, like for the longest, trying to figure out her role. Amber, when I tell you, this kid probably took a charge every single game, almost every tournament that we had. She took that's a charge. That's crazy. That's knowing, but that's knowing your role though. That's knowing your role. 
Like she understood. Like I told her, Devin, like I want you to, cause she's a small guard. I'm like, I need mm-hmm. you to be all over the place. You picking up full court. She knew like that. She brought energy to the team every time. Like I'm telling you, we hype every time she took a charge. Right. Cause that's, that's something like most players don't want to do. They most don't want to do don't it. don't want to defend the other. No. And for somebody to do it, that's going to get everybody else hyped. Like, like that's how she kids, got on the but court. But kids nowadays got to understand that. They have to understand that, hundred percent. Yes, like for real. Like that's literally like how Devin got minutes. Like she gonna turn the ball over, she gonna miss some shot, but I know she gonna defend. I know she probably right. gonna get a charge. Right. Like that. And I think that's the the joy, I guess you could say, in AAU because there's some teams like that's not you know I'm gotta shout out SA Finest. SA Finest players know their role. Yeah, so, like they know their role. They know what they're supposed to come do. They know if they're shooters, defenders, point guards, and that's like the the joy in it. I see it when I watch them. Like even being in the practices, I see it. I'm like, it's basketball for real. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like the thing about it, like it's more to the kids knowing their role. It's also mm-hmm. the parents accepting their role. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. And now, now that makes a great program. Yes, players players accepting it, or players understanding it, and parents accepting it. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, like parents, like you're telling them what their role is, but mom and daddy telling them, "No, you need to go score the ball. No, you need to be doing this." (laughs) Like, bruh. (laughs) No thanks. That's true, though. That's true. It's crazy. It's crazy nowadays. Like that's that's the thing. Like you have to understand it, and then you got to be able to accept it. And it's not saying you can't do anything else. Like you just said, right. be perfect at one thing, good at the other. If you're a shooter, we're not telling you that you can't score any other ways, or you can't defend, or you can't rebound, you can't do all these other things. But right. what can I tell a coach that you do really well? It, that's the biggest thing when college coaches calling, like, "Oh, what does this kid do?" And you're kind of like, well, they do this thing good and this thing. What do they do great, though? If you can say, coach, this kid really defends, gets after it 100% and can maybe give you a knockdown shot here and there. Because guess what? They can work on that. They can work on that. But if you tell them, oh, they can defend, they got this, this, like, we can work on the shot. Exactly. 100%. They can work on. That's what I'm saying. Be great at one thing. Perfect it. Perfect it. Perfect it. Be good at the other things. That's a fact, Easy. man. Yeah, Easy. I love it. I love it. So, SA Finance, and then um, you're at Judson. When did you get yes. to Judson? My first year. First this year. This year's your first year. First Shout year. out to that. <laughs> How's it going so far? It's good. I love it. Um, just being able to be around basketball 24-7 is great. Um, being able to give back again to the city, um, being in my hometown, and being able to – I played for Coach Camacho. So I played for her while she was coaching at Wagner and being able to coach with her now is definitely is definitely a great experience and I, I'm loving every bit of it. Um learning the game in the in the different ways, seeing different sides of it. And it's just it's just cool being able to teach players, you know, that are at different levels. Because in high school there are different levels to yeah. to the game. So being able to just to see and being able to help and really see the growth in certain players is definitely it just, I don't know. It just it makes it makes me happy being yeah. able to see that. Yeah. How have you been able to like really make that adjustment? Like going from like SA Finest, one of the top teams mm-hmm. in the top programs in the country. Uh, it's just 
what's the word I want to say? Just a different caliber of player, right? Different caliber right. of player. And then you got Justin High School, like looking at, because I'm assuming you're working with freshman JV and varsity, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. I work with all three. Yep. So, you know, going to the high school level, like how are you making mm -hmm. that adjustment, you know, with what you're teaching them, how, how you're coaching them, et cetera? You, like, you just got to know your personnel. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'd always look at it as far as, like, when I'm working with the freshmen, we really got to break down, like, the ball handling and the footwork and the pivots and everything. But going up the ladder, you work with them on the same stuff, just more advanced. You still yeah. work on the ball handling. You still work on the footwork. You still work on all the stuff, just more advanced. So it's cool seeing, like, the different breakdowns from freshmen then with, and with varsity and JV and stuff. So it's the same stuff, just more advanced. Yeah, no, nah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So being at Judson, like mm -hmm. what, um, what, I guess, what, co what coaching style, like what are you taking away from Judson from high school that you can bring to AAU? Um, I'll probably say patience, working mm -hmm. with, like you said, the freshman, the JV and, and the varsity, just learning patience as far as like, it might take kids longer to learn. It might take kids you know, more reps to understand it. So just being a little bit more patient um, when when doing certain drills, when playing the games, like just being real patient and really understanding the different levels. Yeah. That's to the game. No, for sure. Now, what what do y'all practices look like at Justin? Like, I know one of the biggest things are... <laughs> um, Uh-oh, I think, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I was like, I think we froze. You know, uh, snap. Uh, okay. look, I was going to say, Jay, we almost, we listen, listen, y'all, we, we acted like that because we had a little bit of these issues at the very beginning. So we thought it was just a, a, a whole freeze. Like, yeah, I got it. No, but, uh, we you good, know, we good, we good. <laughs> yes. One of the, you know, things that, you know, I see a lot is, Almost like the drop off when you get to high school a little bit. Like some of the high school mm. programs are not serious about the weight room or like really taking like the importance of like high school basketball. What does it look like at Jetson? Right. We got a great strength coach. Coach Jeremy definitely makes sure we stay in the weight room, make sure we stay on top of that. And then our practices, Coach Camacho likes to incorporate a lot of stuff. So we'll have like a rebounding drill, we'll have a full court drill, we'll have shooting drills, we'll have a skill set. And then we break down like plays and stuff. So the way she has it set up is definitely good. And it definitely helps the kids learn and stay focused. Cause a lot of like the attention span of kids, you know, going in there for two hours, they, we might lose them, but how she has our practices set up, they're really good. Like we'll throw in shooting drills here and there. We'll throw in little fun drills here and there where they can compete. And it's definitely cool. Cause like, she'll give me the opportunity to bring some of our shooting drills from Arkansas to the practice. So That's it's, it's cool to, to be able to, yeah, to be able to implement those in, in the practices. Yeah, that's dope. Like, I really believe that to make a well-rounded athlete, you know, it's a village. And that village is mm -hmm. AAU coach, trainer, high school coach, parents. Like, everybody should be working together. And I, I don't think that you see that a lot, right? Like, I think, you know, some some kids can't help what school, you know, they, they go right. to. They just can't help that at the end of the day. But, like, I think that the really good kids and kids that – be able to take their game to a next level or also kids that are in good high school programs. hundred percent. I definitely agree with that. So like 
kids going from a great AAU program to a great high school, to have great trainers, to their parents being so accepted to all of that stuff is definitely a great feeling. And you could tell some of those kids like, all right, yeah, these kids are, these kids are ready. They're ready to go to the next level. So it's yeah, definitely cool sure. to see. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you think about it, the person that has the most time with the kid is the high school, high school coach. It's the high school. hundred percent. Now, like now that I'm a high school coach, I see that. Like, dang, we spend a lot of time with like, you know, the, the athletes, as far as like practices, we see them at school. We go on like trips and stuff as far as tournaments. And then, yeah, so it, it's a lot. It's a lot of time with them. Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie. This this conversation is kind of making me miss coaching in high school. Like, dang. Might as well go back. It's fun. Yeah. Might as well go back. It, it makes me it makes me miss it. I've thought about it a few times, and then I'm just like. Yeah. Why nah. get out? Say it again. I said, why'd you get out? Um. How do I want to answer this? So, <laughs> not a, not a question. We we gonna come back to that. No, question. it's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm definitely okay, I okay, definitely okay, can okay. answer it. Um, long story short, so so once I finished at Texas, I was a middle school coach. I thought I was gonna go be a GA. Um, mm -hmm. and like you know, being a GA, you get two years. So every I wanted to be in a Big Twelve. I played in Big Twelve. I wanted right. to be a GA, and it was really so I can get my master's and continue to figure out my life. Right. Uh, but most because of the little time, little time. Yeah, that's it. I'm just trying to buy time. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel but that. I feel that. most of the schools was in their second year, so they was like, you know, basically just after this year we'll have some openings. Went mm -hmm. to middle school, and then after that, I ended up getting a head coaching job at a school. Um, I ain't gonna say their name, but it was at a school. Okay, all right, it's cool. Had it's cool. a good, you know, it was good, like. They had never been to playoffs. We went to playoffs. But at the end of the day, I was young. Like, and some people just don't like that. I'm going to just say that. Some people just don't like that. So to answer your question, I got out because of that. Like, I had a good experience with the kids, but I had a bad experience just, like, with administration, um, just that, you know, overall, you. like, yeah, I got you. just a bad experience. And it kind of gave me a bad taste of, of what it mm -hmm. is, what it looks like. And I do a lot of different things. Like, I do a lot of things. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to resign. And that's kind of how I started my program, honestly, and started doing everything that, I, that I'm doing now. Um, right. You know, you've said this a lot. Everything happens for a reason. I firmly believe mm -hmm. that everything does happen for a reason. I was placed at that school right. for a reason. Um, and I'm doing the things that I'm doing now for a reason. So mm. that's why I got out. If I kind of answered the question. Yeah, 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 for sure. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, um, but I have said that I could see myself probably going back. I don't know when, um, I, it's fun. I do think that it's if fun. I probably would have started at a different school, I might still be coaching, but I'm also very grateful for everything that I'm doing now. Right. So. So yeah, we'll That's see. Cool. But it might be in the cars one day. You never know. For sure, for never sure. Know. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm back in the high school streets <laughs> one day. We'll see. No, but um, yeah, we definitely will. So going back to AAU, going back to high school, like what advice, since you're on both sides, like what advice mm -hmm. would you give high school coaches um, as far as being able to work 
with AAU coaches. Like I said, I think that everybody should be able to work together. And you don't see that a lot. Like high school coaches and AAU directors are not working together for the most part. Yeah, I just feel like the biggest thing is just like the respect level. Like the both on both sides. Like the high school coach has to respect the AAU coach on what they're doing. And the AAU coach has to respect the high school coach on what they're doing. So I feel like that's probably the biggest thing as far as like the respect level as far as trusting what the high school coach is going to do with your kids when they're not in the AAU program. Because most AAU programs are elite. So they're they're working on different stuff. So having that level of trust and level of respect for the high school coach to continue to do that. And I think it's good to for them to bounce ideas off of each other. Like, hey, we're working on this. Maybe you can implement this. So we're running this play. Maybe I can implement this play. It works. Like different stuff like that, I feel like it's huge in the – level of communication, I guess, between the AAU coach and the high school coach. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's really good. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And, like, it's a, a lot of reasons, a lot of things went into, like, you know, why I wanted to do this podcast for that, like, to mm-hmm. talk about things like that. Um, to even talk about AAU, you know, it sounds like you are having a really good experience with, a- with AAU, mm-hmm. and it's good, you know. Because not everybody have a good experience coaching AAU, playing AAU. No, I agree. I think being with SA Finance, I'm always going to shout out Coach Ray for giving me the experience and letting me come back and coach with him um, in his program. I think that's the biggest thing. He wants to give back as well, just as much as he, like, he just wants to give back as much as everybody else does in the city. So him letting me coach in his program is definitely – a great experience. It makes me happy that I'm back with SA Finance. Definitely a great experience being able to give my knowledge back to the kids that I was in their position at one time. For sure. Now, when we did, when I was at the Beautiful Classic, I don't know when this episode mm-hmm. is dropping, but when I was back in November at the Beautiful Classic, all I heard was Ray and SA Finance. And I texted him and told him, like, look, I need a kickback. <laughs> I need, I just need something. Not a kickback. <laughs> Listen, not a kickback. I just need something when you get this influx of kids or like, you know, because mm. no, nah, but for real though, like seriously, shout out to Ray. Like it's not yeah, a lot of good people doing good things in AAU basketball. And he is definitely, definitely one of them. So it's always yeah, good. Shout and out, like, shout out coach Ray. Yes, <laughs> for sure. And like you said, like, you know, I was obviously joking, but like to be in the gym and see so many people like say, Ray Caldwell or SA Finest like goes to show you that you're doing something right. Like 100%. No way around Definitely. that. The way, the way no he's way. changed San Antonio basketball, girls basketball, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So no way around that. Now, what, what do you think is the biggest issue in AAU basketball? I feel like we've touched on this topic a little bit as far as I think I, to be completely honest, is the parents accepting their kids' role, like in AAU? I think that's the biggest, the biggest challenge. I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. I guess challenge, I, problem, issue. And that's probably the biggest one is accepting that role. They got to be it really accepting. Yeah, and I think it will cut out on the you know everybody make the joke around April, like oh, okay, we got club transfer porter right now, like. It, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that thing getting hot around April. <laughs> crazy. 
crazy. This player is going here. This player is going here. But they were just with this. And there's just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things going around. I'm like, ooh, tough. <laughs> that thing is hot, hot. But it's because of that, though. Like, and yes, I get it. There are sometimes where you just, at the end of the day, make the wrong choice. Like, right. you got to move around. Like, Correct. I'm not saying, and I know you're not saying to be somewhere that you don't need to be. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, we. I'm definitely not saying that. Like, if it's just not a good situation, clearly, you got to be in the best situation for you. You got. How to make the move for you? We're just moving the move. Then it, you know you gotta make sure you're happy wherever you are. Yep. Like AAU, I ain't gonna lie. Like I miss, and I'm not saying it's it's not this way now. Well, I kind of am saying it's not this way now. But I miss, <laughs> <laughs> I miss when AAU was like fun, like. AAU should be like where you get your sisters from, like where you go to have 100%. your outlet. Yes, like I feel like when I was playing, when you were playing, and and it's still this way to an extent. Like AAU was enjoyable. Now it's it would only- be going to all the tournaments would just be so much fun. Like I'm like, oh, we going here, we going here. Yeah, we gonna have fun. We gonna hoop. Like it's just different. Like there, you can see bits and pieces of it now. But it's definitely not the same. Like it's you see not the same. groups here and groups there. But back in the day, it was one big group and we were all coming together. Yes, all coming together, all supporting each other. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was fun. Like I looked forward to AAU. I still talk to a lot of my teammates from AAU. Right. Like I, I just no. wish we could get back to that. Like. Now I feel like you got to go in the gym and what, parents rolling their eyes at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kind of got to, oh, they're not going that way. Yeah. Oh, walking this way. So it's kind of like, you got to avoid Put your like, head down to the You side. see a parent and you go into the restroom. Like, I'm going the other way. I'm not walking over there. Yeah, nah, I'm not going. I'm avoiding that area over there. Like, I, I remember, like, now I'm just like reminiscing. I remember, like, when I would go to tournaments and like my mama, like my teammates, parents, like they getting together and you still, you see this, like you do see this still. Right. But you get parents getting together, they cheering, they having fun. Like this is really a no. family. It is. And that's the crazy thing. Like seeing it like from different organizations, like when I go to all these tournaments, like you see some groups of families still together, like, you see some groups of families, but it's not the same as it used to be. Like, there's still bits and pieces of it, like glimpses of it. But when I was playing, when you were playing, it was different. You know, it's different. Different atmosphere, different feeling when you walk in the gym. It's like family. And then sometimes it's like, whoa, got to put yeah. your shoulders up. Yeah, but why Why do you think that is, though? Like, what do you think changed? I want to say it's the egos of everybody. The egos. My daughter's better than your daughter. My daughter could hoop better. Like it is just all is all egos and how everybody sees everything. But back in the day, it was like, no, we're coming to win the championship. I don't care who plays, who scores. <laughs> we're winning. We are winning, and we're getting scholarships. That's all we worried about. That's it. Scholarships was the scholarships was the end of the day. That was the end goal. Everybody wanted to get a scholarship. Like so whatever I could do, if if I need, if I already have my scholarship, and I was, you, my teammate need one. Here you go. Here you go. You know, it's different nowadays. It's like, nope, I got to get mine. I, I, I got to get mine. 
it's different. I think that's mine. the biggest thing is like, egos. Egos. And I think it's egos from all around, honestly. Like, I think it's egos from, like, and I'm a director, so I'm saying us. You're you're a coach, like mm-hmm. us. I think it's egos from the directors. It's egos from the coaches. It's egos from the parents. It's egos mm-hmm. from the trainers. It's egos from everybody that ultimately goes down to the kid. Kid, 100%. 100%. Now, it's not like that everywhere, but you can see bits and pieces mm-hmm. of it. And it's kind of like once they let that ego go, it, it, the sky's the limit for most kids. But guess what? Like you said, it's not like that everywhere. Look at the places where it's not like that and look at that program. Look at how many kids is going to school, whether that's Division One, Division Two, Division Three, JUCO. Yes, it, it's crazy. Like the programs that put kids in school don't got egos. All we're worried about is putting putting kids in school debt free yep debt free debt free i always say no, debt free i don't care where it's at like debt free or as close as possible to it uh-huh. yeah exactly like that's that's yeah. that should be kids, the end goal kids. yeah i think just the mindset is different now I think yeah the mindset is different now with the kids and they don't really look at it like that. But at the end of the day, if you're going to school for free, regardless of where you're going and you can make an impact, you got to go to that school. Yeah. Yeah. Now, totally off topic, just because I'm curious, like, <laughs> what is your coaching style? Like, what? I come to SA Finest game. I'm watching. What am I seeing from Coach Amber? you going to see me running up and down the sideline, jumping, <laughs> cheering. I'm hyped. Hype, hype. But then again, I could get real serious. So it really depends on, like, if I need to yell and jump around that game or if I need to be real locked in, real serious. Some games you could laugh a little bit because kids don't want to see all the serious. So you come into a timeout and you kind of crack a joke. It's like, all right, we go, we go, we go. Lock back in. Most of the time, I'm I'm, I'm hype up and down that sideline. Hype. So you, so you the energetic type of coach. A lot 100%. of energy. 100%. Energy. I'm gonna bring the energy. I can I'm gonna bring that. the energy regardless. Regardless. I'm that's yeah. me for sure. I, I can definitely see that. Now are you sitting on the bench with the other teams too, or are you on the you in the stands? Let's say finals? Yeah. Oh no, I'm on the bench. I'm deep. <laughs> we deep you you know SA Finals rolls deep. Now deep. how many like how is that like let's say you sitting on the bench of you coach the 16s or 15s? 15, 15s. 15s. You on the 16s bench. It's four, y'all. How are y'all? One thing that I have always, like, struggled with a little bit, because I sit on the bench with all my teams, is, like, mm-hmm. low-key coaching. Like, you got the coach coaching, and then you got me, and then the person that coached with me is on the bench, too, and then she coaching. Like, <laughs> y'all so basically, like, I had to learn that with high school. I had to learn that with high school. You know, I got to Like, it's little suggestions you put, like, that once if they, like, come down, get a drink of water, you're like, all right, what about this? Or you just <laughs> throw those suggestions out there, like, or just repeat. Like, they'll say something and just repeat it. And they'll look at you and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, repeat it. And then, like, little suggestions here and there, like, all right, what if we ran this? Or, like, there's a timeout. Or what if you change the defense up? It is little, just little things. But trust me, I, I've had to really – it's hard. Cause it's head, so head coaching hard. Is, it's so hard. Now, I want to be a head coach. 
Man, so I jazz. Be, I want to be a head coach, but it, but it's cool. It's, it's cool. It's so hard. Cool. So, like, I got to shout out one of my coaches, Jazz, Jazz Griffin. Mm-hmm. We, at the very beginning, she'd be like, basically, I know what she's thinking. Like, bro, do, do you want to just coach? <laughs> oh, me. Like, the you, got you got it. You got it. So, got I don't it. mean no harm. It's just, like, natural. Like, you see yeah. something and you want to say it. Like. And that's the hard part, cause like, but when I do see it, like, I'll just give the suggestion. I'll be like, all right, what if you did this or change it up here? Like, just you got to throw it, just throw it at them. They'll be like, hmm, and then they'll see it. They'll be like, oh yeah, you were right. Yeah, like, yeah, I see, I, I see it a little bit. I know the game a little bit. So they, but it's cool. Like we, like in high school, like we'll joke around and like Coach Camacho, like, well, if something works, she'll turn around, and give me a little fist bump, and be like, yeah, you got it, Boom, yeah. you got it. And, like, it's cool because Coach Ray, like, in certain games, like, he'll let me drop a play. So, it's real cool, like, letting him let me do that. Even with the 16s, Coach Chelsea let me coach his team a couple times. So, it was pretty cool. That's the, pretty dope. The, the level of trust they have. Yeah. No, nah, that's pretty dope. I mean, former player, you've been where these kids are trying mm-hmm. to go. So, you you know, you understand the game, you know. Exactly. You see the different things. and. One, I want to command you, like, for being in girls' basketball, like, being in the game of sport. Like, I wish that there was more women in women's sports. <laughs> like, 100%. I, it's crazy, like, the lack of women in women's basketball. Like, it's growing more now, yeah, but the sure. lack of women in women's basketball. It's crazy. But, like, like you said, like, appreciate the women that are doing it because we're growing the game. So, Definitely shout out to all the girls and the women in in girls basketball. Yes. Like I think, you know, and it's not to say that men can't do this. It's not to say any of that, but I I firmly believe that young girls should be able to look up to be able to be coached by women and people who have been Mm -hmm. where they are trying to go. Like how else, like that's the best teacher in the game. Right. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Like, like girls look up to, like like I said earlier, like they'll look up to kids who've been in that program or they'll look up to kids who've been there before and been in their shoes. So it's it's cool to, like I said, to be able to give back. Like I, I'm definitely grateful to be in a position I'm at being able to, to give back to the city, not only to the city, but like girls basketball in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Before we start wrapping this up, you know, we got to give some advice to the parents, got to give some advice to the players. <laughs> You know, you yeah. play in the Big 12. You've played in the SEC. You know, your first choice yeah. didn't work out. You've been in the transfer mm-hmm. portal. You know, what are some things, what is some advice you would give young athletes now, like trying to maneuver, trying to find their way into college basketball? I think the biggest thing is just staying consistent. Like just staying consistent as far as overall, like staying in the gym. I think that's the biggest thing is keeping your work ethic at another level. Like always being in the gym, perfecting your craft. Like I said earlier, be great, be perfect at one thing and be good at the other things. Like if you a knockdown shooter, make 500 jump shots a day. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if your job is the point guard, dribble the ball every day, work on different moves, work on ball screen reads, like just different little things to get you to improve your game. And it's making sure your mental stays good. Always be in a good mindset. Always make sure you're in the right headspace. And the gym is the gym is the outlet for me. So that's mm-hmm. the outlet. So find your find your outlet and 
and make sure you you good. And I think that'll prepare you for the next level. I love it. I love it. Now, on the same token, you know, we get advice to the to the players, the parents. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to parents um, helping their daughter navigate AAU right. world and and navigating getting into college? I think the biggest thing is being re- realistic with your child. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing as far as if you can see them at a school and they have certain players there that that are like your daughter and being able to, that's their best fit. Make sure you're realistic with your kid and not setting too high of an expectation so their dreams don't get crushed. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is making sure they just stay in reality, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's the biggest name school or regardless of it, what it is, like just going where you best can impact the team. I love it. I love it. Now nah, that's, that's dope. Now, curious, what would you say like is the big difference from like how you got recruited and how kids are getting recruited now? I think, a lot, like I said, like the social media aspect, I think that's a lot of it. Like kids nowadays putting out videos like to, re- to commit. I'm like, damn, this is cool. I was like, right. like, damn, I was already done that. Listen, getting a whole video together, walking through. Having like... the whole... <laughs> then they taking off the jacket. I'm like, me personally, I just, you know, I just called the school. Hey, I'm That's it. Cool. We made a phone call. It was done. And it? Had, I, had I signed in like everybody else, but these videos is dope. The vid- and it's cool because like sometimes, you know, they got the hats laid out and they picking the hat up. They're like, ah, no, put I'm like, this is crazy. But no, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is like the social media aspect and them doing all that. But I feel like it's harder now as far as recruiting because of the transfer portal, Mm -hmm. because there's so many options. Kids transfer here, kids got COVID years, so extra years coming into play. So I think the biggest thing is going where you can impact, impact the most. I love going it. where you can fit. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I can say. Going where you fit the best. Impact and fit. Impact and fit. This was a mm-hmm. dope episode. That's all I got to say. I knew it. I knew it would yeah. be a good episode. Yeah, it was, we, we knew it was going to be good. I knew it. I knew it was going to be, good. be good. As we wrap up, I like to end with rapid fire. Got five no, questions for you. Just answer. All right, let's do it. Answer your best ability. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Best teammate right. you have played with. Dang, starting off hard. AAU <laughs> or, or college? Ooh, we're going to go. So we got five, but this is going to be a 1A and a 1B. AAU first right. and then college. AAU. I'd probably have to say Rase. Rase Caldwell, probably probably the best teammate that I've played for. But there has been a lot of teammates, so no disrespect to the yeah. other ones for sure. College, ah, it's tough too. I'm going to have to say Chelsea Dungy. Okay. I'm to say Chelsea Dungy. All right. Like I said, no disrespect to the other players. It was, it's a hard decision. Okay. We're going with Versailles and Chelsea Dungy. I like that. All right. Yeah. What makes a kid a great kid to coach? Being coachable. 100% being coachable. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> simple. Coachable. Be coachable. coachable. <laughs> That's easy. Be coachable. Easy. Uh, listen, I always say, like, 
you know, parents always be like, oh, you got favorites? Like in general, coaches got favorites, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then coaches be like, no, I don't have favorites. Yes, coaches do have favorites. That is a secret. Coaches have favorites. The ones who work hard, who listen, who are coachable. That is my favorite. (laughs) If I don't got to tell you repeat repetitively of, no. If I tell you once and you do it, yep. Shout out to you. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Easy. Biggest ick as an AAU coach. Biggest ick. Um, it's a good question too. I don't really have no icks, honestly. I don't really. It's not really. I don't really. Nah, nothing really. Be like, eh. I don't really. Oh, let me see. Biggest ick as that a, like I'm really biggest thinking like ick as a, a really my biggest no. ick my biggest ick as an AAU coach is parents trying to coach their daughter and they're saying the wrong stuff. Like that is my biggest ick. See, we we don't have that problem though. That's why that's why I couldn't. I'm say saying it. in general, like uh, just AAU in general. Oh, in general, in general, in general. Oh, hundred percent coaching from the sideline. Coaching from sideline. That's probably what I have to say. Like, I, sometimes I'm sitting in the stands and they're saying it. I'm like, bro, right stop, thing, but okay, please. do do you <laughs> do you you got it? Please, you got it. Like what? All right. Would you rather have? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be a real good uh, one because it's gonna tell me what you like. Would you rather have a kid that can defend <laughs> but can't shoot? <laughs> Or a kid that can't shoot but can defend, Coach Amber. I'm going with a shooter that can't defend. You want wait? Let me tell you why though, because that was me. I was the shooter that couldn't defend. I'm gonna give you thirty. I'm personally, but I'm I'm gonna take the shooter that can't defend. 100. percent Sorry, sorry taking, to all the good defenders out there, but I'm taking the shooter. You taking, taking a thirty shooter. piece? I feel you taking a thirty piece. Last one. Take a thirty piece. What is your pre-game playlist as a coach? As a coach? I ain't going to lie to you. You know, I, I like the chill vibe. I ain't going to get too riled up. Very chill, very laid back. So probably some like, I want to say like slow jams, but very chill, laid back. You know, maybe some old school R&B here and there. Just very chill, laid back vibes. Real chill. Okay. I can tell Real chill. I like the answers. Those was good. Good very smooth. Very, yeah, very. I like that. So we started. I got a little this nervous. Podcast. I was like, ooh, rapid fire. You say what? I got nervous because it was rapid fire. I'm like, damn, I'm not good at these. And, you and know it what? definitely wasn't rapid fire. Answer. I was listen, that's what I was gonna say. I really need to stop calling it rapid fire because it's not rapid fire. I'd be asking questions in the middle of the questions. We have conversations. I know that's why I got nervous. I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I really need to probably call it something different. Y'all, if anybody got any suggestions, let me know. Until then, I'm going to keep calling it rapid fire, even though it's not rapid okay. fire. <laughs> All right. That's what we're going to leave it with. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We start this podcast with what is different in youth basketball. I like to end with what it will be different with Amber within the next two to three years. Two to three years. I'm sorry. So obviously, I was three because that's, of that's, that's too quick. That's too quick. I was three gonna say that's gonna like that's like right around the corner. Three, three to five. Three, three to, to five. five. All right, all right, all right, all right. Three to five. All right, cool. So three to five years. Hopefully, still coaching AAU as a finest, and hopefully, I want to be a head coach. So I'm hoping moving up in the ranks as far as 
from being an assistant in high school to being a head coach one of these days. So that's that's my that's my goal. All right. So y'all uh athletic directors, everybody out there, <laughs> you have listened to this episode. You can tell that she knows the game, she understands the game, she can relate to the kids. Give my girl a job. She waiting. <laughs> she gon she gonna get it. Like she gonna get it. Uh this has yes. been a good episode. I have thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And I think it was a lot of gems dropped. Again, y'all, this is one of San Antonio's great. Amber, how tall are you? Why we got to put my height on the on the podcast? <laughs> I'm curious. That's It's going to lead up to my question. How tall are you? say six, one. You like what? Five? How tall are you? Nine. Nine. No. Five, nine. Don't even try to play. I'm five, nine. You got to yeah. be like five, four. See, here you go. No, you no, you are taller. You like five, five six. Nine. I'm five nine. I'm five nine. Like seriously, seriously? No, I'm serious. No, like no I'm jokes aside. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Five nine. You're not taller than me. Here you go. Yeah, I come go on Arkansas website. I'm five nine. Okay. Well, I don't know why, if she's for real, I don't know why I thought she was shorter than that. So it don't even, my question I was going to say don't pertain to what I was going to say. What's the so. question? What's the question? We ain't going to even, I'm not going to even ask because I thought you were like, I don't know why. And I just saw you. See, I thought you was you, like five four. That's what I'm saying. No. See, here you go with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> here you go with the joke. <laughs> But you gotta ask the question now. You can't do that to the podcast, to the people viewing. It's you it's like that. literally irrelevant. Like it was like anyway. You was gonna try to play me? No, I wasn't gonna try to play you. Like it was gonna be a compliment. But oh, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna go with another compliment since we can't go with that compliment. <laughs> Y'all heard her say that she her role at Arkansas was to shoot. And that was pretty much it. Could she have done other things? Yes. But her role was to shoot. It's okay to be good at one thing. She went to TCU, went to Arkansas, had a really good season at Arkansas, giving back to the game. Amber is dope. And in a few years, we're going to be able to come back to this episode and mm. remember that she said she wants to be a head coach. And she's going to have that head coaching job. I'm I'm just telling you now, it's it's on the episode. Putting it into existence. We definitely we put, put it, it into, into existence. Yes, it's happening. We coming back in, in three to five years. We're going to be like, yup, boom, it's here. Yep, and then we're going to have you back on the episode. So, yeah. As a head coach, so it's cool. As a head coach, I love it. Again, mm -hmm. thank y'all. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for tuning in, for tuning in. Please, please share this podcast out. Um, subscribe subscribe to the youtube i know a lot of you guys watch on youtube but you're not subscribing the subscribe button is easy just click it it's easy it's gonna help continue to get this podcast out follow the show on apple on spotify and share this out don't be stingy share this out with two to three people who can utilize this information we are going to continue to bring you people who have been where you are trying to go people who know the game understand the game and is helping kids get to the next level it's just different podcasts make sure y'all tune in next week <laughs> <laughs>